You got into business to have a life of freedom and flexibility, but exactly how do we do that? In today's episode, I'm chatting with Amy Traw, who works with mompreneurs, and she shares the three keys to designing a business around your life. Best part is, it's not just for moms. So buckle up to learn what you need to be clear on, the things you shouldn't be doing, and what the best ingredient is for the magic to happen. If you're a female entrepreneur who wants to break free from the pressure and experience peace and alignment to live that life you've always envisioned, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. All my life, I've been self-reliant with a figure-it-out mentality, starting with being on my own at the age of 15, overcoming drug addiction when I learned I'd become a mom at 19, and rebuilding my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote to now running the three businesses I've built. So I'm no stranger to pressure. My figure it out mentality created systems that helped, but I still found myself headed to burnout. I learned to listen to myself and apply the most powerful tool I had, my own self-awareness. So I shifted to incorporate my true self and align my strategies accordingly. And now I apply this practice to every area of my life. I'm on a mission to help you develop a practice of self-awareness, to learn to value yourself so you can honor those parts of you in your daily activities and finally live that life you're determined to have. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today I'm chatting with a fellow systems lover and mompreneur, Amy Tra. Amy is the founder and CEO of the Moms on a Mission community and the host of the Motivated Mompreneur podcast. Uh, guys, this is such a fun story because the pandemic was kind of Amy's wake up call to start living life on her terms. And she was able to retire from her 16 year long career in physical therapy to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. I mean, hello, that's what we want to do, right? So now she's made it her mission to change the narrative that you have to choose between your business or your role as your mom and let you know how you can do both, right? Which of course, no doubt I am here for that. So thank you so much for being here today, Amy. I appreciate you making some time. I appreciate the opportunity, Jamie. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. I mean, again, fellow systems queens, right? So because of that, you and I are both big believers that building a business that's in alignment with your goals and your priorities, which absolutely should be including your personal priorities, your boundaries, your relationships. Uh, and, and we want to create a life and a business that is supporting both. Um, and obviously systems can be a huge contributor to that. So as systems queens, we know that there are key elements to intentionally designing uh, your business in this way, right? And I know three of them stand out to you. So can we start there? Let's just kind of talk about those key elements to designing a business around your life and, and just go from there. Oh my gosh, absolutely. This is my favorite thing in the whole entire world to talk about because this is my playbook for how I run my business and navigate motherhood at the same time. But you don't have to be a mom to implement any of these things. So the first step is really having that clarity. What does success look like to you? Because at the end of the day, 
This is your life. You live it for you. That is the beauty of being a business owner is that you get to choose. You get to choose how you want that business to look and you get to choose what success looks like to you. And I think one of the most foundational steps with that is actually having a business plan. And I get so many eye rolls from clients all the time. They're like, what do you mean? I don't, I don't need a business plan. I know what I'm doing. Well, no, what that does is that business plan acts like your GPS. It literally guides you from where you are to where you want to be. It puts that end game on paper so that you can reverse engineer any goal that you have. And honestly, one of my mentors always said, you know, math is the path. What it does <laughs> is it takes that emotion out and lets you see what's working, what's not working. Let's throw in those key performance indicators to see what can we double down on versus what we think is working. So I would say, number one, getting super clear on what success looks like to you. Yes. I think this is such an important first step because when I work with my clients, what we talk about is, you know, and this is a great example. How many are in your household, Amy? So I have two kids and my husband. So there's four of us. So there's four of you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, how old are your kids? Seven and nine. Okay. So Amy has four people in her home. She's got two kids under the age of 10. In my home, I it's me and my 17-year-old. So there's two of us. And then he's going off to college. And so that means that my time constraints are different than Amy's. Amy's obligations to what she can do inside and outside of her business are different than mine. Amy's financial goals are going to be different. One, because she has more in her household. And two, she has somebody else contributing to the household income. So right off the bat, what we can see before diving into anything else is that Amy's goals are going to be different than mine. And that's not just her financial or her business goals, but again, what are her boundaries? Where are her obligations with her children and with her husband and the time that that takes? And so getting clear on what's important to you doesn't just mean your vision board of your dream home and the dream vacations and the car that you want to have or the big business that you want to run, but it is also what is your mindset around when am I done for the day? What days of the week or what hours are non-negotiable for me to give up so that then you can be really clear on how you can integrate in the right systems that will support that, the right clients for you. Because if a client is only available at 8 p.m. your time, unfortunately, that might mean you have to say, you know, I would love to work with you, but that is outside the parameters. And I, I'm just not willing to work into that, right? Because we can be flexible. And I love that you talk about a GPS. Uh, we, we talk about a GPS in my business as well. We call it a roadmap to success, right? But what we do is we work your, I love reverse engineering. Everybody that knows, I just love those two words. I just love it. It's weirdly a natural thing for me, but starting with the end in mind to me, is the way that makes sense. And, and you're right. I know that I know exactly that eye roll that you're talking about, because what happens is some people say, oh, we don't need to have such a detailed plan. This is ridiculous. Like that's too rigid. And, and I will say you can be guilty of feeling like you have to stick so tightly into it. 
that it's so black and white. And I've been guilty of that in, in the past in my own business. But like you said, it's a GPS. I call it a roadmap, right? Because just like you plug in your endpoint in your GPS, there's more than one way to get there. And sometimes you have to go around the block once. Sometimes you turn around and sometimes you've just taken a wrong turn altogether, right? But you can still get there. And it just might mean you want to take the longer path. You might want to take the faster path. They both have their benefits. They both have their setbacks, right? So these are things that we consider because when we talk about clarity, I, I work with my clients. We look at your personal expenses, your business expenses, and then that life that you desire, right? So that way we can budget and we see what the full picture is for the financial goals that you're working towards because those are going to be different than somebody else's. I, I recently had a client who told me, I said, you know, what's your financial goal for the year? And she said, 200,000. I said, okay, is that, what is that funding? And we come to find out that the numbers that she had put on herself were so far above and beyond what she truly needed or could even imagine spending her money on with her life by desire. So of course she was feeling pressure to hit a certain goal that was so far of a stretch for her in her units because she was just reaching for a number that sounded ideal, but it wasn't really hers. And so I think that that makes a huge difference. So I love that we're starting with clarity because this is very true. So tell me, tell me, Amy, what else comes next? You know, so just piggybacking off what you just said, you know, that clarity is just so important to have because if you don't have that target in mind, you're basically shooting in the dark. You don't even know what you're aiming for. So I just, I, I love reverse engineering too. It's like my love language, you know. Same. I mean, we're talking vacations. We're talking about 17 years of reverse engineering, you know, on my resume. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, any results. Well, and if you don't have those goals, like you just said, like, and I liked how you included the KPIs because if you don't have that, you don't know if you're succeeding or if you're failing. You don't know what to celebrate. You're not sure how far off track you are. Are you going to even hit the minimum that it takes to run your life? You right. know, and, and that's a really big thing. I know, again, some people are like, I'm not that big of a planner. I, I don't want to be stuck and committed and married to a plan, or I'm not great at reverse engineering. Okay, that's cool. That's why you've got people like Amy and I where we can work through that with you. And then again, you're allowed to ebb and flow. Emergencies happen in your life. Your season may change and that's fine. We just redirect, we reflect on it and then we redirect. Exactly. It's just like when you're driving from point A to point B, what does it do if you get off track? It recalculates. So what should you be doing? You should be using this business plan as a tool, as a guide and looking back at it frequently to make sure you are staying on track. And if not, you recalculate and you're back on track. So it can be such a valuable asset that so many times I see clients just skipping that step because it's boring. It's not the glamorous stuff. It's not the sexy stuff that we all like to see. This is the nitty gritty stuff that will actually build a solid business foundation. Well, and you're not going to find any big businesses that don't have a business plan in place, that they don't right. know where their departments and their teams are heading towards. But also when you've incorporated that life by desire that you truly want to have and you see what you're working towards, 
then it makes the everyday activities be something that you're more connected to. It's not just right. aiming for $200,000 a year. It's aiming for saving for the college fund or for that vacation to Greece or whatever it might be, buying a house or an investment property. You know, it, it connects the daily activities and the, you know, the grunt work of the stuff to what you're really connecting it to. Exactly. Oh, so good. And my next key is just because you can does not mean that you should. I feel like you're we, going with leverage here. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, we need to stay in our zone of genius because we're constantly trying to do all of the things. Time is our most valuable asset as a business owner. And just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should be. So I want you to get so clear on what are those income producing activities that you need to be focusing on that just you can be doing and stick with those. Again, it goes back to boundaries like you touched upon, you know, staying within your zone of genius and asking for help, automating, eliminating, outsourcing, all of the things are so, so key. I agree. I agree. Here's, and I, when I said leverage, and then you got there, you said um, automating, eliminating, yeah. you know, what can you outsource? So leverage isn't necessarily hired help right. because that obviously you need to work towards that. You need to be paid. Not only do you need to have a steady stream of income and revenue coming in, but you also need to be paying yourself before you pay somebody else. Because here's what I will tell you. The pressure then will pile on naturally because when you were paying somebody else, if they are not an outsourced uh, service provider that you can just, you know, terminate, right? If it's an invoice. Um, but if it's an employee on your payroll, now you start to feel this pressure of I've got to achieve and perform and produce because it's not just my li livelihood, it's theirs as well. And that's a really big thing. And so you can find easy ways for automation. You guys, you're doing it already. If you're using a service like Calendly, that is automatically booking. If you're using Zoom, you know, you, you book a, a Zoom meeting and then it goes directly to your calendar. That's automation at a very basic level. And of course, when you get into spaces with people who love automation, such as Amy and I, we have tools that we're using that provide automation for you. And I can guarantee you, that Amy is the type of person that is going to research and try to find something that is so valuable that is doing more than one thing. Because again, when it comes to productivity and creating boundaries around your time, you don't want to be working within so many different apps. You want more of that one size fit all solution. And that's the thing is what I might pick as a task management software may be different than what Amy picks. And we choose them for different value purposes because it goes right back to the beginning. We have different needs. We have different values. We look at things differently and that's okay. And so will you just choose what's right for you. But I love that you talk about sticking with your zone of genius and doing what works best. So before we move to the next step, Amy, what do you suggest for somebody that is newer and they're just starting out and they don't necessarily have the revenue flow yet coming in? to pay for the upgraded platforms or, you know, outsource anything. 
where do you start? Yeah. So, I mean, it's really being clear on your workflows that right there, going through step-by-step step of your flow, then you can zoom out and see what you can automate. And I started scrappy. I didn't pay for any of the upgraded features for starting out. And Zapier is absolutely phenomenal for getting all those systems to integrate with one another, especially for a beginner. You get so many free zaps per month. That's a perfect starting place that you don't have to be investing. You can play around, try different things. And as you said, find what works for you because we do get sucked into shiny object chasing. We think we need the greatest CRM off the bat. Well, maybe you don't have the money for that. Maybe you just have a spreadsheet. It's finding a system that works for you and putting those blinders on and not worrying about what everybody else is doing. But when you have that clarity of what those workflows are, that's where you can identify where you can automate within your schedule. Absolutely. Because that's the, that's the thing is that in the beginning, there's a lot of free ways to do things. And then there are headache-free ways, and usually the headache-free ways will take a little bit of investment. Right. But when you're in the beginning, get your workflows down to where you're converting and you have actual paying clients and customers, because until you have the sales revenue coming in, it doesn't make sense to go pay for anything. That's exactly. just going to put more pressure on you. Yeah. 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 And we all had to start at ground zero. I think that's what we forget all of the time. We all started as beginners, but being a beginner is actually a beautiful thing because it allows you the freedom to play without a whole bunch of eyeballs on you, without that judgment, without those, those stories that we tell each other, just like you, you alluded to earlier. It's nice to be able to try different things and figure out what works for you. And that's why I love community too, because when you can, you know, podcasts, you know, books, memberships, Facebook groups, all of these different things, it gives people the opportunity to ask, what did you choose? Why did you choose it? What aspects of your business does it work best for? Or what have you tried in the past and didn't work? Why didn't it work? So we all have to start somewhere. And here's the other thing, you guys, is you still go through transformation changes because as your business grows and you need your systems to grow with you, then you're in a growth stage, just like you were when you first started and you start to fail forward all over again. So it's a process that's part of what entrepreneurship is, but be in community with people. Yes, community is truly a game changer because you're surrounding yourself with people that get it, that have been there, that have been in your shoes, that challenge you to think bigger, think more expansively, and will get you through on those hard days. Exactly, exactly. What's number three, Amy? Number three is consistency. You need sustainable strategies, but here's the key based off of the season of life that you are in. Because circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning, your business is going to look different than my business based off of where we're at in life. Based off of, you know, maybe someone has a parent that they're having to care for now as their parents are aging. Maybe they have the time and they want to get results as quick as possible so they can work much longer hours than I'm able to with kids at home, but finding those consistent 
sustainable strategies because consistency, action taking, that's where the magic happens. So many of us get stuck and think that we need more information. Oh, I just need another course. I need another training. No, you know enough. You need to be implementing what you've learned consistently over and over and over. Yes, I have an episode, episode 28, how consistency can help you outpace your competitors. Because at the end of the day, consistency outpaces talent, you guys. Yeah. I have agents that I've coached in the past that we have target numbers that tell us that, you know, that show us the conversion rates for success. And they tell me that they want to be hitting 20 contacts a day. And I'm like, great. How many did you have last week? And when they tell me I had about 11 conversations last week and I'm like per day or the whole week for the whole week. So how are we going to jump from 11 for the week to now a hundred for the week? Are you ready to 10 X? Does your time permit for that? Does your energy permit for that? Is that what you need? Have we looked at the numbers? Have we reverse engineered it? What if we start with consistently doing five a day? Let's celebrate there. We've got to walk before we run. Don't get me wrong. I want you to do it too. But at the same time, I want you to do it in a way that is going to promote success. And that means that we have to first get into habit of doing the top producing thing consistently every day and prioritizing that. Nothing else gets done until that gets done. Because at the end of the day, if you're not having those conversations, then what do you need a fancy website for? Nobody's going to it. Right. Exactly. What do you need the emails for? Nobody's reading it. Right. Right. So you've got to be having those conversations in general. So being really consistent and doing it in alignment with what your boundaries are, you may want to make the $200,000 or you may want to buy a house and you've reverse engineered what that's going to take. You might look at it and you say, I look at that number and I immediately feel overwhelmed. I just don't see how I'm going to be able to push that out. Okay. So do we need to change the budget for the house or do we need to change the timeline? Do we push this out another year or maybe two years? How does that make you feel when we look at those numbers? That feels doable. It feels doable, but still challenging. I feel good about that. I'm excited. Now I know that we'll own a house in two years instead of next year. That's fine. And you know what? I'll tell you, sometimes the magic sauce is you get into that momentum because of your consistency and you'll actually achieve it earlier. That's what I did with my investment property. I reverse engineered it. Here was my goal. I want to buy this in three years. I bought it in two, right? Because I started doing the work consistently every day, which ends up building momentum and has a tipping point. But I can guarantee you, if you're showing up in little ways every day. And what I what else I like to say about that, Amy, and you probably agree, is finding the ways to connect or to market, you know, put your service or your product in place of your audience in a way that is also in alignment with your energy and your time boundaries. You know, if you don't have time to be on one-on-one calls, then you can, you know, how else can you work around that? Can you do a a group call every week, you know, and let people ask you all of your questions at that point? Can you do it in the DMs? How do you like to do this and make that work in a way that is going to be able to be sustainable and scalable? Exactly, exactly. Because once you get real with yourself, 
that's where you can create that sustainability because it's action that creates that momentum. And once you've got the momentum, it's sustainable. You're not feeling burnt out. You're not feeling overwhelmed by all the things because like you said, it's now in alignment. It feels good to you and you can incorporate it consistently day after day after day versus getting stuck and chasing shiny objects like so many business owners do. Yes. And, and you just said the action, right? Action is what leads to that momentum. Here's what I'll say before the action to be able to have the aligned action is paying attention to your energy around the activities. Pay attention to what spaces light you up, what feels easy and exciting for you to do. And you're like, I wish I could just you know, connect with more people this way because this was fun. This is easy. Hello. That's your energy saying this strategy is in alignment. And then you can get into that consistent action that leads to the momentum that leads to the sustainability. If you are doing the actions that you see everybody else doing that you think you should be doing, but they don't light you up, it's not going to be sustainable and you're going to hit that burnout. Even if you find the momentum, y'all I'm speaking from experience. Okay. I did the systems. It built the big business. I know for a fact that it works, but without the right alignment, you'll be hitting that burnout brick wall. But there's a way to do both. And that's what Amy's telling you. That's what we're saying, y'all. So I, I love that you're we're just lighting up here because this is so true. It's so possible, you guys. It is. And we tend to overcomplicate it, but it's time to start working smarter, not harder. You know, I, I feel like as a society, we've glorified multitasking as well for such a long time. It's like, stop, let's just cut out the distractions and stay in our lane with that aligned energy of what feels good to us. Yep. Yep. Especially because, you know, as females, I feel like we have a lot of pressure on us to handle a lot of things and to please a lot of people. Right. And it feels like a lot of expectations and we, and we want to please, and we want to do things the way that other people are doing it because it looks like it's success. I'm going to give you that reminder that you don't know what things look like behind closed doors for a lot of people if they're not opening up those curtains. So again, that person that you see showing up nonstop, they could potentially be batching and have the auto scheduler. Things are running on automation. You know, they could have leverage. They could have a teenage daughter that is creating content. You know, they, they may not have any kids at all and they have all the time in the world and they want to, this is what they want to do. So it's just so important to remember that release the pressure and the expectations of what you see that you're supposed to do or what you think, and really pay attention to what it is that you want, what looks to be sustainable for the long term. And I assure you, there are strategies and systems out there that will support that. Yes, exactly. You know, once you release those expectations of what you thought it would look like, what you thought it's supposed to be like, that's where the magic happens. That's where you just, the world of opportunities present themselves to you. Absolutely. Well, Amy, tell the listeners, where can they find more of you? And I, I believe you even have a resource guide. Would you mind to tell us a little bit about the resource guide first? Because I'm going to drop that down into the show notes for the listeners. Um, but what can they expect from your small business resource guide? Sure. So it's just a culmination of several resources that I've found to be useful over the years. 
um, and growing my own businesses. Um, and most of them are free as well. So just different things that you can try to help bridge that gap from where you are to where you want to be. So that's available on my website. The link will be in the show notes. Perfect. Perfect. And how else can people get into your world, Amy? Sure. So I am most active on Instagram at Amy Tra, and you can also tune into the Motivated Mompreneur podcast. We're streaming on all platforms. Wonderful. So whatever you guys are listening to this on, you can just go to that search bar and look for the Motivated Mompreneur podcast with Amy. Again, I just want to give appreciation for you being here today because I love talking all things systems. We both know how important it is to make sure that you're creating a business around your life and not having to work your life around your business. You know, what's the phrase? It's uh, it's work to live, not live to work. And, yeah. and, and systems is just a huge way to support that. And, you know, you've got little systems everywhere. So thank you so much for making some time and being with me today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the opportunity. This was so much fun. Lots of it. All right, guys, we will chat with you next week. Thanks for being here today.